This is People Every Day. Coming up, Ellen DeGeneres announces that after 20 years, she is ending her hit talk show. Plus, Shayna Mokler shares how she really feels about ex-Travis Barker dating Kourtney Kardashian. And Pink talks marriage and motherhood. It's May 12th. Hello. Hi, everybody. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. And uh, cue Mr. Stevie Wonder for me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> it's my birthday. You know those people who hate their birthday, just don't want any parts of being reminded that they're getting older. Yeah, I don't know them either. I'm the opposite. I'm so excited to be here and turning 30 again for the umpteenth time. (laughs) Okay, enough of that. On to more important news. Did you guys know it's my birthday? Okay, I'll stop. There is major non-Janine news today. It's been announced that Ellen is ending the Ellen DeGeneres show. It's been 20 years, more than 3,000 episodes, and just as many hilarious dance moves from her. And now she says it'll all be over next year in 2022. She told The Hollywood Reporter, it's just not a challenge anymore. I need something new to challenge me. Now, Of course, the show did go through some big challenges recently regarding complaints about a toxic work culture that she apologized for at the top of this season and that her wife, Portia de Rossi, helped her get through. But I mean, it's true. It has to be the easiest show to book. It's like an A-list destination. She could probably get the first alien interview at this point. Well, we will hear much more about that soon because she's sitting down with none other than Oprah tomorrow to discuss why and how she's moving on. So we'll keep you posted on that. In other news, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced this year's inductees that include Jay-Z, Carol King, Foo Fighters, Tina Turner, who knew she wasn't in there already, uh, and more in an impressively diverse list this year. So congrats to all of those folks. And speaking of rock stars, later in the show, my colleague Jeff Nelson sits down with the incomparable Pink. The singer has a new documentary taking fans behind the scenes on her last tour. And for her People interview for this week's issue, she goes deep telling Jeff all about her life on stage and off with husband Carrie Hart and their two young kids, Willow and Jameson. So listen in for that. But first, top stories. And right now, I have music editor Melody Chu on with me to dig into a story that is really interesting and, and complicated, but so juicy. Right, Mel? How are you? I'm good, Janine. How are you? Good, good, good. So tell me about Shayna Mokler, okay? Like she is just letting it out. She's being very clear about her feelings, about her ex and his new girlfriend. We all know about this relationship, okay? Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are very much in love. Uh, they are posting it and, and blasting it in huge, over-the-top ways. But what does Shayna have to say about all this? Yeah, so a little backstory. I, I feel like we grew up in the era of Travis and Shayna. Um, we watched their show. We may not look like your average couple. Because our love is anything but average. They were that it couple, um, and they sort of existed before the Kardashians even existed, I think. Um, but yeah, they also had a terrible breakup. They were in the news all the time, fighting, making up, breaking up, making up again. And it's definitely been a while since they officially, officially ended their relationship. But they still have three kids. 
So um, they're in each other's lives for sure forever, just because of the kids. Um, and she's, of course, of, of pageant fame, right? Yeah, USA, and she produces the pageants now. She's still very, very involved in all of that. Um, but yeah, so she she's speaking out and, and um, you know, she, she didn't mince words when I talked to her. She said she's never been a fan of the Kardashians, the Jenners. Um, she's never watched a show. And personally, um, for her own reasons, she doesn't like them. Yeah. Okay. So right off the bat, I, w- I was struck by how she characterized her relationship with Travis. Like, let's take a listen and, and give it some context. I don't even know him as a person anymore. I'm not close to him. I don't know what goes on in his personal life, his in his work or anything. We're, we're co-parents and we're great co-parents together, but we're not friends and we don't, I don't know anything about his personal life. So about who he dates or what he does. I want to make it clear. And I've said this over and over to so many people, like I'm really generally happy for him. I want the father of my kids to be happy and to have a, a partner that, you know, makes him happy, makes him a better father. And as long as she's good to my children, you know, that's truly all I really care about. My kids seem to really like her and her family and enjoy her. Yeah. But there's, there's a lot of different angles to this though. She's happy, but th- there's so- <laughs> there's some sticky points as well. So, so talk to me a little bit about uh, the PDA, how she feels about that. Travis and Courtney have, of course, been in the headlines uh, because, I mean, just this past Mother's Day, my goodness, like that. Gets, so, so talk to me a little bit about what he's been doing and why that is an, a bit of an issue for Shayna. I think Travis is a very romantic, loves to, you know, shower his woman just with gifts and and, you know, everything under the sun that he can buy with money. And I think he did the same thing with Shayna. And now that she sees he's doing similar things for Courtney, like, you know, the over the top flowers and flying a banner with an airplane overhead, um, and which that was on, on their um, reality show. Now, that's something that I would... <laughs> Like, look, I'm not in your business, but really flying a banner overhead. You did that for me a decade ago. The exact same thing. Like, and and people have long memories now. (laughs) Yeah, it's his MO, I think. Um, And and just other things, too, where she's sort of like, this is deja vu. Like, play Olivia Rodrigo, deja vu. And I I think there is a bit of hurt feeling. You know, they do share kids. And it's not easy also for her to see... Of course, she wants her kids to get along with their dad's yeah. girlfriend, but it's hurtful that they are so close with Courtney now. And, and you know, she says that Courtney's also showering them with gifts and she's sort of like, you know, I... I don't, I can't compete. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Kardashians and the gifts and the parties, we don't need, who can? So she, of course, has taken issues with Travis over some of the things that he's been doing. You mentioned the deja vu and all that. But uh, also there's some sticking points with Courtney as well. And it's not that, you know, she is hating or anything like that. She said she's in a relationship. But what is the issue that she has with Courtney and maybe with the whole Kardashian family? You know, there's always been rumors about Courtney and Travis, rumors about him and Travis, and has he been involved with, you know, so-and-so. And so I think seeing that has been hurtful for her through the years. And whether or not it's true, I think hearing any kind of buzz that, you know, your ex or your husband mm. or whatever their situation was at the time might be involved with someone is hurtful. And so, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, when it comes to the Kardashians, 
she, I asked her, I was like, so we're not going to see any double dates, even though you have no ill will, you want them to be happy. And she said, nope. If she ever saw them out and about, she would turn the other way. You know, I've been very public before in the past about not being a huge fan of the Kardashian family for personal reasons, but I don't wish anyone ill will. I don't wish anyone harm. Um, I've just, I've never seen one of their shows. I've never watched an episode and I've never you know, I've never met them. I don't, I don't care to, I'm fine with not going through life, not meeting them. Oh, okay. Well, well one of the most striking things, I, th- I think that's, that's it is, is that, um, you know, she's has this, this, uh, this tangential relationship. Now she has to have it with the Kardashians and, um, and also with the Kardashians, fans, Courtney's fans, who are intense, I guess she says. Like, let's listen to what she had to say about that. If anything, my only issue with this whole sort of craziness that's been going on is her fan base. You know, her fan base has been really disgusting and to both of us. us, Yeah. yeah. Um, And really almost to the point of being bullied. You know, I've been in Hollywood for a very long time. So this isn't, you know, it's not my first rodeo. However, her fan base is vile. Oof. Wait. And who's that other voice that we're hearing there? So that's her boyfriend, Matthew, who was on with her and they've been, she says, attacking him too. Oh, wow. Um, And it's hard because, you know, a lot of the Kardashian fans were saying, oh, Shayna and Matthew, they're making fun of Travis and Courtney. They're posting similar photos or trolling. And it's, I mean, it's sort of true. She said, you know, because they're attacking me, you just got to make a joke out of it and troll back almost. And so they post similar PDA photos that, you know, might look the same as the ones Travis and Courtney are posting and whatnot. Got it. Got it. Okay. So let's talk about the kids. What did Shana tell you about their relationship with the Kardashians and, and more broadly, how they are as just young adults? We've seen them grow up in front of the cameras almost. Yeah. I mean, she says, as far as she knows, the kids really like Courtney. Um, they get along and, and that makes her happy as a mom. Um, as far as her relationship with them, she says each kid is different. Um, her oldest daughter is a little more introverted and quiet, um, but very driven. Her son is wild and crazy. And, um, you know, Alabama, I think, is the one who's most out there publicly. Um, but she just doesn't care what people think. Um, she's going to be herself. Uh, and, you know, she's faced some, some backlash for dressing, you know, too sexy for her age or whatever it is. Um, but Sheena says she wants her daughter to feel comfortable in her own skin and be herself. And she says the kids grew up in the spotlight. So they they matured a lot quicker. Wow. And just, uh, we don't get this all the time. Like (laughs) a celebrity ex, a celebrity in her own right, just being so candid about how she is uh, managing and dealing with you know, your, your ex moving on with somebody, somebody who's also super famous. And then how that whole co-parenting, a bonus mom, maybe situation is working out. So so what, what was your reaction just, you know, in in, in getting this interview and, and, and hearing her speak the way she did? Oh, I loved it. I think more people should be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, speak your mind. I mean, and I, I threw tough questions at her. I was like, oh, you're, you've been accused of shading Courtney. Like, what's your response? You know, what do you think about Travis? And what about this, this rumor? And she had an answer for everything. She didn't try to avoid the topic at all, which is refreshing. Um, and maybe on some level, she also wants to finally share her side of the narrative. And, and um, you know, the Kardashians, they're kind of a machine and they're everywhere. And um, <laughs> yeah, and Shayna, poor Shayna is just sort of like, 
I got my side of the story too. <laughs> it is a whole other world. Um, but I guess, look, if, if, if they're happy or almost happy, <laughs> then what can we say? Mel, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Next up, staff editor Jeff Nelson catches up with superstar Pink. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So for one, pink is my favorite color. (laughs) And two, pink is one of my favorite rock stars. And the woman can sing. But on top of that, she's just so real. She's back with a new documentary called All I Know So Far. And it's such a great look into her world as a musician, a wife, and a working, touring mom, and all that that entails. So my colleague Jeff Nelson, who is like a pop and rock star whisperer, got a chance to catch up with her for this week's cover story. So listen in now to his colorful conversation with Pink. First of all, congratulations on this documentary. I watched it this week. I mean, it really gave this intimate look at your life on the road with your family. Why did you want to share those private moments with the world? I guess the idea came up between Michael Gracie and I, and we had worked together when Willow and I did A Million Dreams And we love The Greatest Showman so much. It's like Willow and I share that love so deeply. And then we worked together again on Walk Me Home. And I guess for him, the fascinating thing was he had never seen a mom changing diapers while having a creative meeting. And and, um, just the way that this big life intersects with just being a normal, crazy family. So... For him, that was the thing. For me, I was like, why would anybody want to watch that? Like, why why would anybody care about that? But then I thought about what we were actually doing, because I don't look at my life in a big way, right? I just think about what's today? What does Willow need? What does Jameson need? Is everybody healthy? Where is Carrie in the world? And what am I cooking for dinner? But to be honest, there's not a lot of women headlining stadiums and doing two nights at Wembley Stadium. and while having a family on the road. And there's something fascinating about that. And for me, it's fascinating because I'm such a thinker and I'm always trying to figure out like, am I doing the right thing? And what am I doing? And can a woman have it all? And what is all? What does that even mean? And and it's just so also magical what I get to do and who I get to be in this life. 
and what it means to Willow and Jameson and what it means to fans that come and see the concert and what it means to people that don't really get me and are never going to get me. And anything I do, I'm going to do 110% and be completely transparent. So they were there. The cameras were there all the, all the time. The kids didn't mind. Once Willow realized she wasn't, like, the first day, all she did was look into the camera the whole time. Michael was like, stop looking at me. Look away. Act like I'm not here. But then there's one scene in the film where I kiss her, and she's just looking straight at the camera. <laughs> I, I love all of that. It's so funny. <laughs> It is really interesting because, yeah, I mean, I can't even think of anyone else who is doing that right now. And I mean, in terms of what you just said, looking at the camera, I think one of the moments that stood out to me was when it seemed like Jameson was chasing the camera when he bumped his head. Because <laughs> I was like, that was the perfect angle. But it's also like, was the camera person like, should I help him? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, there's no helping Jameson. No, that was just, uh, that was after a show, back at the hotel, the kids need apples, I'm cutting an apple in the kitchen, and and Jameson has terrible allergies, and Dave, the, the filmer, was there, and he caught it, and I thought that was movie magic right there, when he slammed into that wall, but that's like an everyday occurrence for that guy. That kid had three bloody noses by the time he was one years old. Oh my god. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, he's very active and energetic. Yes, he is. It is chaos. I mean, I think of the trumpet playing and the tantrums and not wanting breakfast, not wanting to get dressed, of everything. What is the most difficult of just managing these two things, like being a rock star and your mom life? Oh, Lord. It's day-to-day, -day, really. <laughs> I mean... We live in a very, very strange world, right? We live in a weird time. And I know that already makes me sound old. That's what our parents used to say, right? But I really do think this is one of the strangest times that a kid could grow up in, like social media and just the way the world is. And so for me, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that stuff. Like what kind of a human am I raising? Am I raising a kind person? Am I raising a resilient person? Am I teaching them you know, a little bit about the world and trying to maintain their innocence, but also giving them the harsh truths. And is this tour getting in their way? Am I getting in their way? What's it going to be like to be my kid? And you lead with love and I have a terribly wicked sense of humor. So now they have it. They had no choice. And we always joke like they had no, there was no chance of them being not weird. And it's working out. They're totally weird and joyful, and I'm loving every moment of it. But touring with kids is impossible. At this point, do they know that that's not normal? No, they don't. They don't know what normal. Like, what is normal? What's normal? What's normal now? Like, we used to go into offices, and now we don't need to. We can stay in our underwear. There's no normal. Normal's done. Donezo. Thank you, COVID. But they think I'm pretty normal in a weird way. I'm a weird normal. But they don't know anything else. Like, I grew up, my mom was an ER nurse and my dad was an insurance salesman. I grew up in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. My, the furthest I went was, like, the Atlantic City shore for, to see my grandparents. So their normal is different. Their normal is, yeah, we go on tour and I miss the dancers and I want to be in wardrobe sewing a pillow. But for Willow, it's like, I want to go to school. I want to uh, go to the Culinary Institute of America and become a baker and open an amusement park and be a hiking guide and a ski instructor and 
Maybe I'll go to outer space. Jameson wants to go to outer space. He wants to be an astronaut. They they are normal kids and I treat them. You know, we don't like hang out in a celebrity bubble either. I'm kind of allergic to celebrities. So, so we go camping and she does gymnastics and knits and reads Harry Potter and is convinced that she's going to Hogwarts when she's 11. And I don't have the heart to tell her that she's not. You're not a wizard. <laughs> How dare you? Take it back. I'm sure the answer is no, but did you ever consider leaving the kids at home while you were touring? Or was that just never an option? No, if the kids stay home, I stay home. My priority has always been, like, I guess for the first half of my life, it was to get the, get the hell out, find people that were like me or not like me, but that would like me. That was my first, like, I want to be a rock star. I want to sing. I want to find my people. I want to join the circus and run away. And then once I became a mom, it was... I want to create a life outside of this for myself and for my family that's just as important and just as joyful. I want to talk about the wanting to get out. You did talk about in the movie, one point you didn't want to have kids because of your relationship with your own mom. Yeah. There was a quote yeah. that stood out to me that was about thinking your parents are God. And then when you find out they're not, that's your first heartbreak. Tell me about your struggles with your mom at 15 and rebuilding that relationship <sighs> and getting to a good place today. <clears throat> I just had other ideas and they were outside of authority. You know, what a th the authority figures around me deemed appropriate or correct. And I've just, I was born, I walked different, I talked different. I wasn't into all the rules and all these boxes and I was looking at all these adults like, why are you the one giving me advice? I'm happy you're not. So I got the hell out and I started running away and I started doing all kinds of bad things and I had, you know, internal struggles and, and I did dangerous things and it was hard for my mom. My mom was a single mom. She was an ER nurse. She went to school full time at night to try and get a promotion. And, you know, my dad wanted to be in my life, but as soon as he left, it just broke me. So I kind of pushed him away. And so I was on my own by the time I was 15. But I do believe that you sign up for this life before you get here. I know people think I'm crazy for saying that and I don't care. I hook me up to a lie detector test and I will pass it. You sign up for these parents, these struggles, these lessons. And I signed up for this life. I know I did. Um, I got a record deal six months after being homeless on the streets and I have never looked back. And it took me and my mom probably, she kicked me out when I was 15, so it took me about six years to come back to her. And that's about when you come back to your parents, is in your 20s, usually, if you come back, if they're worth it. So I came back to my mom when I was 21 and she's been, she was there for me, I needed her when I was 21 and she was there for me. And we've been best friends ever since. And we've had this lifetime, like, I believe that love is a lifetime of coming back to the table. Um, and I hope that Willow will be at the table with me one day, 40 years from now, listening and talking to me. That was staff editor Jeff Nelson interviewing Pink. For more on the star who graces the cover of this week's issue, head over to people.com and pick up a copy on stands. And now, if for some reason you weren't smiling already, a little something to make you smile. I don't have a bucket list just yet, but if I did, I would want my kids to do what Jean-Pierre Regis did for his mom, Rebecca. She lost her job as a housekeeper at age 75 and was out of money and down on her luck. So to try and lift her spirits, 
Spirits, her son, Jean-Pierre, started a GoFundMe so he could help her scratch things off of her bucket list. From taking a hip-hop class to skydiving and milking a cow, they did it all together and he documented it. The documentary Duty Free is out now and just take a listen to how Rebecca feels about all of this. The most important thing you can give your moms is time. You want to spend time with them. Well, if it was on her list, she can check off the box next to getting famous. (laughs) What a good son. All right. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.